0: And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of February 5th, 2024. It is Super Bowl week. got the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. Hope you guys are ready. Um, Even if you're not a football fan, like the Super Bowl is just like one of those events, right? Where either, you know... It seems like everyone knows someone who has a party or has people over and, you know, you get together, have some good food. Again, if you're not into the game, you know, you're there for the commercials, you're there to eat, you're there for the halftime show. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm back with a brand new episode again this week. Got to keep my streak going. I appreciate all of you guys coming back and listening from all my returning listeners. A new listener, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy what you're about to hear. I hope I'm able to provide you with a little Disney magic. Before we get into it, gotta plug everything. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Disney World Today, it's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Feel free to send me a message uh, if you want to let me know what you think of the show, if you enjoy the show, if you hate the show, if you have ideas for the show. That's the most important one. If you are sitting here thinking, hey, I have an idea that would make a good podcast episode, a good top 10 list, a good you know, ranking, or you just want to vent about Disney, anything like that, um, feel free to let me know. A lot of the uh, episodes I've been doing have been based on suggestions from you guys, so thank you. You make my life uh, a lot easier wherever you're listening, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and a review. If you haven't left me a review yet and you're listening on your iPhone, it takes like 30 seconds. Please just take a quick second right now and uh, leave me a little review. It helps the algorithm of this podcast. It helps kind of promote it and get more people listening. That would mean a lot to me. And if you want to support me and support the show, you like what you're hearing so much, uh, that you want to become a monthly contributor, you can do so. The link is in my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. Last week on the show, we talked about extinct attractions at Walt Disney World. I did my top 10 extinct attractions at Walt Disney World. This was one of those like halfway through recording, um, I was like contemplating like switching it up um, because originally I was going to do extinct attractions and like not include re-themes. And then you know, I included Splash Mountain, which technically is just getting a re-theme, but I included that one, and I didn't include the original Test Track, which is my all-time favorite attraction, so I was, you know, so back and forth on it, but it was a fun list to do. Uh, Shout out to uh, Colby Ruckle on Instagram for the idea for the show. I talk a lot about extinct attractions. I'm a very nostalgic person. I've started calling Uh, this podcast, the number one nostalgic Disney podcast, um, self-nickname. And so I've always talked about extinct attractions, so I figured might as well do a top 10 list, right? I'm always talking about them. It was a lot of fun to do. It it made me realize just how many uh, extinct attractions there are that as time goes on, I'm just like having a hard time remembering. You know, for example, some of the Epcot stuff, you know, Horizons, Body Wars, uh, Ellen's Energy Adventure, even though that one didn't close that long ago, it was one of those attractions we didn't do every trip, but mostly like Horizons, like World of Motion. Like there's some of those early 90s rides at, at uh, Disney World that I went on as a kid and just now I just have a hard time remembering. And it's, it's fun, though, to kind of go back and look them up and you know watch videos on YouTube, and it's crazy. I was watching a, a ride POV of Horizons, And it's like one of those attractions i have like a like a couple brief memories of but then i started watching on youtube i'm like whoa like i remember this like i feel like i'm you know five years old again it was it was such a surreal feeling so if you haven't listened yet it's available um i hope you guys enjoy my top 10 list my top five list kind of format i do a lot of those because those are the ones i have the most fun doing those are the ones like i've mentioned a million times when i was in school high school college Whenever I was bored, daydreaming, doodling in class, I'd be in the back of my notebook just making lists, making top 10 lists of everything, like mostly Disney too. You know, I do my top 10 Disney rides, hotels, foods, stuff like that, like sports. I I did top 10 lists all the time, so I've always kind of loved that format. This week's episode is a little different. This one's going to be a lot of fun. It's something I've been thinking about the last couple weeks uh, when I was trying to decide on which topic to do for this week. This week's episode, we're going to be building the ultimate Walt Disney World Resort. Now, what do I mean by this? It's almost like a Disney fantasy draft. Like, have you ever done fantasy sports, fantasy football, fantasy baseball? You build your own roster. Same type of thing, except like all time. Like, imagine you and your friends get together and you have, you kind of just, you know, are talking like, hey, let's see who could build you know, the all-time greatest football team, and you kind of go snake draft style, you know, everyone picks a guy all time, and like at the end of it, you can kind of debate, you know, who's got the best team. Kind of like that. That's what kind of got me thinking of this. Building the ultimate Walt Disney World Resort. What attractions would you add? Which re- which hotels? Which food? Like what kind of food? Which restaurants? So that's what this episode is going to be about. I'll dive into it more after this intro. Here we go. Your attention please, the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. So there's been a lot of talk and a lot of news recently with Universal Studios newest park their third theme park in orlando epic universe is what it's going to be called that kind of got kind of got me thinking and eventually i'm going to well eventually i'm going to do an episode on a fifth disney world theme park that's one i've been thinking about and talking about a lot eventually i'm going to do one Um, i feel like a lot of us have talked about that you know when are they going to build another gate Uh, They've had, you know, Animal Kingdom is their newest one and, you know, it kind of seems like they're overdue for one. But also, I I feel like I'm going to have to do an episode talking about Universal's newest park, Universal and, you know, Epic Universe and, you know, when that opens and everything it's going to mean for Disney. So all of that news came out about, you know, their new park and the lands and how many attractions they're going to have. And it just kind of got me thinking about if I were building Walt Disney World from scratch. What would I include? And that's where the topic um, and idea for this show kind of comes from. So what we're going to do is we're going to build our very own Walt Disney World. Now, if you're like me, a 90s kid, you know, maybe back in the day, you played a little bit of Roller Coaster Tycoon. uh, You played Sim City, The Sims, like all those types of old school PC games. I was addicted to those. But side note, like, man, like my family, we would have to take turns and like set time limits Um, especially like me and my sister, like when, you know, whose turn it was to play rollercoaster tycoon or the Sims. And, you know, then my dad was like, got hooked on it. Now there's three of us like trying to play the Sims or playing rollercoaster tycoon. They even had like a a Disney version. I think it was called Sim Coaster, something like that. But those types of games I, I always loved, you know, building your own, you know, theme park, building your own city, building your own family and houses and all this stuff that got me thinking building the Ultimate Walt Disney World Resort, and there's gonna be categories. So you can only have one thing from each category, and I split it up, and here they are. Thrill ride, coaster, dark ride, water ride, show. Then we're gonna have like a wild card attraction, like any type of attraction, almost like your utility spots if you're playing fantasy sports. So you gotta pick one attraction for each category. We're going to have a nighttime show, a resort, a pool, a type of transportation, a quick service restaurant, a sit-down restaurant, and a specialty snack. So to kind of describe it in fantasy terms, that's like that's our roster. You know, in, instead of drafting a quarterback and wide receivers and a defense, uh, we're going to be drafting uh, different types of attractions, restaurants, so on and so forth. So kind of fun, a little different spin on things, kind of creating our you know fantasy ultimate disney theme park again thinking back to all those days of wanting of playing the sims and roller coaster tycoon and the best part about those games was that you could create you know something from your mind and um, i always wish they did some sort of disney version of that You know, it'd be cool to like create a theme park and add, you know, put Space Mountain over here and theme, you know, Tomorrowland how you want to theme it. Like I think that I think Disney missed the boat on that. I think they still could make a game like that uh, and it would be pretty cool. But let's start off with our list, our ultimate Disney theme park. I'm just going to go kind of category by category, give you my pick, probably just talk about which ones um, were kind of in the running because it was hard to choose one uh, for most of these categories. All right, let's start off this fantasy draft. Our first category, my first pick. Uh, Let's go with coaster, roller coaster. This was tough. You know, every, uh, every theme park needs some roller coasters. You know, coasters are very fun. And I was between a few of them, but I decided to go with Space Mountain. I'm building my ultimate Disney World resort. And I'm bringing Space Mountain with my number one pick. Space Mountain is one of those attractions i always talk about you get your money's worth it's a good long ride the theming is great the everything about it is pretty solid uh it's as close to a perfect ride or a perfect you know disney coaster as i think you can get um i love the theming i love how you know you're in the dark and you can only kind of see like the glow into. In the dark lights that makes it more fun it's a fast ride a lot of you know twists and turns and sharp turns sudden drops keeps you kind of on the edge of your seat love the music the uh the cue music so like when I'm, I'm drafting space mountain so i get everything that's included i get you know that the famous white building that it's in i get the queue, the the queue music all of that stuff i love that music the star tunnel music i think uh i think it's called and it's just, a, you know, it's a fun ride. It's a classic ride. It's one of those, I think it's, you know, one of the most beloved attractions at Walt Disney World. It seems like whatever, most of the attractions like you can bring up and, you know, 50% of the people are going to love it. The other 50% are going to hate it. There's a lot of those at Disney, but I think Space Mountain is one of those that's pretty universally loved. Um, it's been around a while, like everyone knows of it. I was between Space Mountain, Rock and Roller Coaster, Expedition Everest, and Thunder Mountain. I will say, I I should have said before my pick here, I didn't include any of the rides that I haven't done. So Cosmic Rewind, um, unfortunately, is not going to be on my list. I haven't ridden it. You know, I, I I can't include it. You know, some people may say that's the best coaster or thrill ride. I haven't ridden it yet tron same thing with that one so i i couldn't uh include those but you know it was a tight race like space mountain rock and roller coaster everest thunder mountain like they all have like their own you know, like kind of unique things about them that make them great you know rock and roller coaster obviously is faster and goes upside down Exped- expedition everest has like the backwards part and a bigger drop you know the pretty cool theming um, you know, Thunder Mountain is pretty, to me, pretty comparable to Space Mountain. Like I was probably closer between those two because again, Thunder Mountain, you get your money's worth. It's a good long ride. It's a good long coaster, you know, whereas, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster, the complaint with that one is it's, you know, it's less than a minute long. It's like a 50 second roller coaster because you're going so fast. It's over like that. Whereas when you ride Thunder Mountain, when you ride Space Mountain, um, it just kind of feels like the ride's going on forever. And that's a good thing, you know, both of those coasters kind of have like false endings where you're like, okay, it's over, whoa, you know, there's one last kind of fun part. Um, So those were the ones I was pretty close to choosing, but ultimately I'm going with Space Mountain. That's my, it's a solid number one pick. It's a solid anchor for any theme park, that coaster, you could just plop it down somewhere. You know, it's, it's indoors, you know, you don't have to worry about weather. It's open all the time. Um, and it's a, a classic ride, a good, fun coaster. So I'm going Space Mountain for my coaster in the Ultimate Disney World Resort Draft. All right, our next category is going to be Dark Ride. Again, this is tough because, you know, with a Disney theme park, you know, that you got to have your classic dark rides. Some of the most famous rides in, you know, Disney parks history are these classic dark rides. But I did. I decided to go with the Haunted Mansion. That's going to be my dark ride. Honestly, I think my the ones I was between. I think were just Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Those were the two. Those are the two I feel like are the most classic, are the most fun, the most beloved. But I went with Haunted Mansion. Um, It was tough. It was a tough choice between the two. Um, I think the reason why I went with Haunted Mansion over Pirates is haunted mansion more than pirates you can ride it again and again and again and notice something new each time you ride notice something different notice a small detail whereas with pirates i I love it i i love you know the the that it's a boat ride the song the animatronics the smell of the water the smell of the air in there uh but i feel like there's just more bang for your buck uh, when you ride the Haunted Mansion, like I said, you could ride it, you know, ten times in a row and notice something different each time. It's creepy. The theming is perfect. Um, it's a good long ride. You know, it's it's a fun ride when you ride it in eleven months of the year, and it's even better when you ride it around Halloween. It's one of those attractions that really tells a story from the moment you step into the queue. You get into line. You know, you go through the pre-show. Um, you're waiting in line, you, you get into your doom buggy, you ride the attraction, like you feel like you're in a story from start to finish. You feel like you just watched a movie, you know, and that's what makes the theming great. It's a classic Disney World attraction. It's got a good song, cool special effects, cool animatronics. Uh, the just sitting in the doom buggy itself is pretty cool. It's relaxing. There's the part where you go backwards for a few seconds. That feels great. Uh, and then you go through kind of like the graveyard scene. I just, I love the Haunted Mansion. Again, I think it's one of the most beloved attractions at Walt Disney World. And, you know, if I'm going classic dark ride, you know, like I said, Pirates is close. But other than that, you know, I don't have much of attachment uh, to a lot of the other ones. So easy choice for me on this one with Haunted Mansion. So my next category here, let's go with water ride. And I don't, did I forget to mention, like I'm going all time. Um, This is an all-time fantasy draft, so it doesn't mean that an attraction still has to be there today. So, you could probably guess that my water ride pick is going to be Splash Mountain. One of my all-time favorite Disney World attractions. I know we recently just lost it, and it's recently being changed, and it's still going to be the same ride system. It's just never going to be the same, though. There was something about Splash Mountain like I know technically it's it's based off a movie and that's you know part of the controversy but I know there's a lot of people like me like myself my generation we went to Disney however many times we always rode Splash Mountain Splash Mountain to us was an original attraction we never saw Song of the South we didn't know of it you know maybe we heard you know the zippity doodah zippity doodah song somewhere else because i remember kind of seeing or hearing that song before you know riding splash mountain but it was an original attraction to us like it felt just so original it felt like a story and again you get your money's worth it was a good long ride i think i want to say like the ride time was like almost 15 minutes and you get a little bit of everything you know you get it's a You get some parts of it where it feels like a slow moving boat ride. You get to enjoy, you know, the animatronics, get to enjoy the music, the songs, the characters, all that stuff. You have the big drop. Obviously you have a few other smaller drops in there that I think kind of add to the excitement. Um, you know, it's a, it's a water ride. You can get wet. That's always fun and cool, especially like on those hot summer days. It's a good long ride. Like I I'll never forget like riding Splash Mountain. I can, I can still feel that feeling of riding splash mountain going down the big drop getting wet and then you go into that that inside part of the of the ride where all the animatronics are kind of singing on that ferry boat and, and like the the railroad kind of crosses through on the top left hand side the characters are singing zippity doodah you're in the boat like you have a slight chill now because you're inside with the air conditioning after you know getting splashed with water I could just, I don't know, I could still feel that feeling. And I just have a lot of family memories on that attraction. My favorite ride photos of, of you know, going to Disney with my my grandpa and my cousins and my aunt are all of us on Splash Mountain. So that's my pick for water ride. I was between, it was Splash Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Living with the Land. And when I just compare those three, it's just hard to not go with Splash Mountain if you're building know your ultimate disney theme park pirates i you know i talked about it with with the dark ride is a good fun little uh you know boat ride it's a classic one it's i respect pirates of the caribbean living with the land again like i think is really cool i enjoy it i just i i don't think i would be able to pick that over splash mountain just because of splash mountains you know thrill factor as well um you know, and we'll see what happens when uh, when it reopens as Princess and the Frog. Like, the problem is, like, Princess and the Frog is one of those movies that when it came out, like, I wasn't, it was like a weird time uh, for me with Disney movies. Like, it was like a weird time. Like, I wasn't seeing all of those Disney movies. I was like 18, 19, 20 years old. I was single. Like, I wasn't going to the movies to see, you know, Princess and the Frog by myself. Um, Or anything like that and I just there was a few movies in that stretch that I never saw in theaters I didn't see until they came out later and then you know It's just kind of different like I don't have an attachment to them like I do some of these other other movies so We'll see what happens Um, Maybe it'll still be you know a great fun attraction and you know, it'll make my list in the future But for now my all-time fantasy draft water ride pick is Splash Mountain All right, the next category here is going to be thrill ride this one Um, You know, pretty much anything goes, any of the Disney thrill rides can be included. Again, this was tough, and if this wasn't an all-time draft, I would have a different pick here. But for my thrill ride pick, I'm going with the original Test Track. One of my all-time favorite attractions. I love Test Track now, the original version was just so much better. And I'm going with that with my thrill thrill ride. I know there's more thrilling rides at Disney. Um, I was I had um, Exhibition Everest, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror as some of my other um, other ones that I was thinking about taking. You know, if I if you know, if I make this list in the future, you know, maybe maybe Cosmic Rewind is my pick here. Um, but for me and a Disney thrill ride, like it's the fastest ride at Disney. You know, and only that last part of the ride is really when it becomes a thrill ride when you're going. You know out onto the outdoor racetrack um but i think that's what makes me want to take this because again you get your money's worth a good long ride where you know the first 75 percent of this attraction it actually feels like you're going through like a general motors testing facility you're you're in this car and you're going through all of these different road tests that, you know, cars go through there, you know, you're going over different types of bumps and testing out the brakes and different weather conditions. Like I always loved this attraction. I come, you guys know, I love the Polynesian and, you know, I was trying to look at it and, and try to be like unbiased. Like what would a average Disney or average person, you know, enjoy, you know, if this was their one hotel? You know, Polynesian, Contemporary, Wilderness Lodge. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the three. Wilderness Lodge, again, like, just walking into the lobby, you're, you're kind of transported into... It doesn't feel like you're in Orlando where it's 104 degrees, right? It feels like you're in the woods somewhere and you're going camping. And Like, the log cabin feels there are, are just great. Um, But the Polynesian is just... I feel like it's just a step above the rest. You know, the, the theming, the lobby... The music, just the vibes there are just a little different than any of the other hotels. And I like the contemporary. I, I I think I like classic contemporary more before Bay Lake Tower when you had like the big tower and then the two wings on either side. That whole area I always uh, really enjoyed. But I'm going to go with the Polynesian here as my pick uh, for resort. All right, that'll tie into my next pick. Uh, For transportation, and I'm going with the monorail. I think this is the easiest pick on the board. Although, you know, some people maybe, you know, maybe you like the boat. Maybe you like taking boats across. Um, I kind of looked at it if, let's say you can only have one way to get there. You know, You're, you're staying at this new ultimate Disney World Resort. And the only way to get to the park is by the form of transportation that you picked. You know, maybe some people would pick the, you know, taking a boat or the ferry boat. I don't know if anyone would take a bus. The Skyliner, again, would be interesting. You know, maybe walking if you did like a boardwalk area. Uh, But the monorail, right? Like that is, again, Disney magic. The monorail, there's just something about riding the monorail that feels special. You're on vacation and you don't have to worry about, you know, getting in the car and parking and holding onto the keys. You can just get around using the monorail, get back and forth. Go from the hotel to the park and back whenever you want. It's free. It's got to be the monorail. It's, it's one of those special things, you know, riding it as a kid. It just seems larger than life, you know, and I've always loved the monorail. I know everyone kind of loves the monorail, so that's an easy pick for my transportation category. All right, so my next one, again, I'll tie it in here, Pool. What pool am I picking now? I could just stay with the Polynesian pool, right? That's a nice pool, but I went a different route. I went with what I think is maybe the most underrated pool on Walt Disney World property, and it's not, it's probably not the popular pick at all because I feel like a lot of people would pick the Yacht and Beach Club pool. I'm going with the Swan and Dolphin pool. I stayed at the Swan and Dolphin a lot, I spent a lot of hours in that pool. I love the Swan and Dolphin pool. It's, there's so many good things about it. It's so underrated, like no one ever talks about it. It's beautiful to look at. It, they have like a, just the, the way it is with the rocks. There's like some, um, not waterfalls, but what's like that, uh, like almost like a cove type thing where there's like rocks and like water coming down. The pools are huge and they're connected in the middle. So it's like one giant pool. Um, they have like two little lap pools along with it, but like the Swan and Dolphin main pool, I just love. It's, it's one of those, like, you don't have to worry about it being overly crowded. It's beautiful to look at. If you're just laying out in the sun and you want to order a drink and take a picture and post it on your Instagram, like that's one of the best ones to do so. The one side had a volleyball net. Like I remember going there with my family, we were playing volleyball in the pool, playing around in that pool, playing catch, going night swimming in that pool. I'm going with the Swan and Dolphin pool. I know a lot of people love the Yacht and Beach Club pool. Doesn't that one have a sand bottom? Like I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, Granted, that pool is amazing to look at, uh, but it's not my favorite actual pool to swim in. Like I said, Polynesian has a nice one. The Wilderness Lodge one is nice. you know. But other than that, I've just always loved the Swan and Dolphin pool. That's always been my favorite. It's not talked about enough um, how, how great it really is. So I'm going to go with the Swan and Dolphin Pool here. All right, got, only got a few categories left here. Let's go with Specialty Snack. If I had to pick one specialty snack to have in my park, which one am I going with? I think I would go with the Fruit and Nutella Waffle from the Sleepy Hollow stand at the Magic Kingdom. I absolutely love that snack. It's one of those I feel like you could have at all hours of the day. Like it works great for breakfast. You can have it as a snack during the day. You can have it as a snack late at night before bed. Like that's like the ultimate snack for me. It's a waffle covered in Nutella and you know, fresh fruit. It tastes great. I love the combination. The waffle is great by itself. Then you add on Nutella, you know, fruit. You got a little bit of everything on there. I love the the Nutella waffle. You know the dole whip is is in the conversation i know we all kind of love our dole whips uh but from from the start like the nutella waffle that's probably probably my favorite specialty snack um there's some stuff um like the 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 spring rolls or like the cheeseburger rolls like those things are pretty good um you know f- the food options aren't my area of expertise um, so i'm sure a lot of people would have Uh, A bunch of different choices here, but I'm going with the Nutella waffle. All right, keeping it food-related, one of our last categories here is quick service. And again, man, there were so many to choose from. And honestly, like I'm good with uh, your standard food court at the resort, quick service. There's some good ones in the parks, Casey's Corner, Cosmic Ray's. Kistan's Tavern there's a lot of different ways you could go with this one like do you want sit down or do you want like an actual meal do you want a snack and I went uh, I went the snack route the bakery route I went with the bakery from Norway I absolutely love that bakery I walk in and the smell is oh it's heaven the smell of that bakery is heaven and I love so far every every item I've gotten off that menu I have absolutely loved. Some of my favorite things there, you know, the the Viking coffee I love to get. That's I have to get that every single time we go to to Epcot. Every time we're walking around World Showcase. I love that bakery. They have a bunch of different items there to choose from. That would be my pick for the quick service. You know, I, Casey's Corner was a close second because well, I, I like the food there, you know, from Chicago. We obviously love our hot dogs. They got a good dog, good good fries, got the corn dog nuggets. I love just the vibes there. The old-timey baseball, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a huge baseball guy. The old-timey baseball vibes there are so great. Um, honestly, I wish it was like a bigger place that like you can actually sit down and enjoy more. It feels like anytime we go there, like I have to hurry up and eat standing up You know, outside like there's never anywhere to sit. It's always crazy. Casey's Corner was was a close second for me. You know, I I like Cosmic Rays because you can sit down and they have you know, or they used to have like the the really good toppings bar. You can get like a little, you know, get a burger and fries, the standard stuff. But like I said, like realistically, I'm good with your standard food court stuff. But to make it a little more, a a little more special, a little more unique, I'm gonna go with the bakery from Norway. So that takes us to our last pick, our last category here, and that is restaurant. What restaurant am I putting in my Walt Disney World Fantasy Resort, the Ultimate Resort? Now, this is a tough one because personally, you guys know my favorite restaurant of all time is ESPN Club at the Boardwalk, but I'm not putting that in there because... I'm trying to make the best park for everyone, not just for me. I think I would actually go with Boma. I love going to Disney and eating at a Disney buffet. It's it's one of those things, like, when we were growing up, like, we never went to buffets. There wasn't that many around. Maybe, like, Old Country Buffet was, like, the only one. So that so when we went to Disney and, like, every there was, you know, buffets everywhere, we would always eat at them. You know, my family was... You know, a bigger family, we love to eat. Um, so we would always hit a buffet. So I've always loved Disney buffets, and Boma probably has the best one on property, breakfast, dinner. You really can't go wrong. I love the theming of the restaurant, and honestly, it's one of those places we didn't try until like a few years ago. For whatever reason, like we just kind of we had like our favorite places to go. We had our favorite buffets and we would just kind of go to those and then you know i think maybe just seeing stuff on on twitter and instagram i was like hey let's try boma you know the menu looks good let's check it out for breakfast first and it was like instantly our favorite breakfast buffet uh, just the the chef making fresh omelets and i believe they had what did they have was it m M&M m pancakes or sweet potato pancakes they had something crazy like that uh like a little specialty little unique that was really good And, you know, the dinner buffet, too, they just have a just a wide variety. I think everyone can enjoy um, some good selections of meat, whether you're into ribs or steak. They just have a lot to choose from. It, It feels I know it's a buffet, but it just kind of feels more high end. And again, I know it's a buffet. It's all you can eat. You do feel like you get your money's worth. It doesn't feel like you're eating at some cheap buffet with just your standard food. You know, it feels like gourmet restaurant quality food that you just happen to, you know, be able to eat a lot of, you know, I I was thinking about putting the wave in there, the old restaurant at the contemporary. Um, Like I said, ESPN club is my all time favorite, but I understand it wasn't for everyone. You know, the menu wasn't the best. You guys know, I love the Polynesian and, you know, I was trying to look at it and, and try to be like unbiased. Like what would a average Disney or average person, you know, enjoy, you know, if this was their one hotel. You know, Polynesian Contemporary Wilderness Lodge. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the three Wilderness Lodge. Again, like, just walking into the lobby, you're, you're kind of transported into... It doesn't feel like you're in Orlando where it's 104 degrees, right? It feels like you're in the woods somewhere and you're going camping. And, like, the log cabin feels there are, are just great. Um, but the Polynesian is just... I feel like it's just a step above the rest... You know, the the theming, the lobby, the music, just the vibes there are just a little different than any of the other hotels. And I like the contemporary. I I think I like classic contemporary more before Bay Lake Tower when you had like the big tower and then the two wings on either side, that whole area I always uh, really enjoyed. But I'm going to go with the Polynesian here as my pick uh, for resort. All right, that'll tie into my next pick, uh, for transportation. And I'm going with the monorail. I think this is the easiest pick on the board. Although, you know, some people maybe, you know, maybe you like the boat, maybe you like taking boats across. Um, I kind of looked at it if, let's say you can only have one way to get there. You know, you're, you're staying at this new ultimate Disney World Resort and the only way to get to the park is by the form of transportation that you picked. Um, you know, maybe some people would pick the, you know, taking a boat or the ferry boat. I don't know if anyone would take a bus. The Skyliner again would be interesting, you know, maybe walking if you did like a boardwalk area, uh, but the monorail, right? Like that is again, Disney magic, the monorail. There's just something about riding the monorail that feels special. You're on vacation and you don't have to worry about, you know, getting in the car and parking and holding onto the keys. You can just get around using the monorail, get back and forth go from the hotel to the park and back whenever you want it's free it's got to be the monorail it's it's one of those special things you know riding it as a kid it just seems larger than life you know and I've always loved the monorail I know everyone kind of loves the monorail so that's an easy pick for my transportation category all right so my next one again I'll tie it in here pool what pool am I picking now? I could just stay with the Polynesian pool, right? That's a nice pool, but I went a different route. I went with what I think is maybe the most underrated pool on Walt Disney World property, and it's not, it's probably not the popular pick at all because I feel like a lot of people would pick the Yacht and Beach Club pool. I'm going with the Swan and Dolphin pool. I stayed at the Swan and Dolphin a lot, I spent a lot of hours in that pool. I love the Swan and Dolphin pool. It's there's so many good things about it. It's so underrated. Like no one ever talks about it. It's beautiful to look at. They have like a just the the way it is with the rocks. There's like some um, not waterfalls, but what's like that uh, almost like a cove type thing where there's like rocks and like water coming down. The pools are huge and they're connected in the middle, so it's like one giant pool. Um, they have like two little lap pools along with it, but like the Swan and Dolphin main pool, I just love. It's, it's one of those, like, you don't have to worry about it being overly crowded. It's beautiful to look at. If you're just laying out in the sun and you want to order a drink and take a picture and post it on your Instagram, like that's one of the best ones to do so. The one side had a volleyball net. Like I remember going there with my family. We were playing volleyball in the pool, playing around in that pool, playing catch, going night swimming in that pool i'm going with the swan and dolphin pool i know a lot of people love the yacht and beach club pool doesn't that one have a sand bottom like i'm not a huge fan of that uh granted that pool is amazing to look at uh, but it's not my favorite actual pool to swim in like i said polynesian has a nice one the wilderness lodge one is nice you know but other than that i've just always loved the swan and dolphin pool that's always been my favorite it's not talked about enough um, how how great it really is. So I'm going to go with the Swan and Dolphin Pool here. All right, got, only got a few categories left here. Let's go with Specialty Snack. If I had to pick one specialty snack to have in my park, which one am I going with? I think I would go with the Fruit and Nutella Waffle from the Sleepy Hollow stand at the Magic Kingdom. I absolutely love that snack. It's one of those I feel like you could have at all hours of the day. Like it works great for breakfast. You can have it as a snack during the day. You can have it as a snack late at night before bed. Like that's like the ultimate snack for me. It's a waffle covered in Nutella and you know, fresh fruit. It tastes great. I love the combination. The waffle is great by itself. Then you add on Nutella, you know, fruit. You got a little bit of everything on there. I love the the Nutella waffle. You know the Dole Whip is is in the conversation. I know we all kind of love our Dole Whips, uh, but from from the start, like the Nutella waffle, that's probably probably my favorite specialty snack. Um, there's some stuff um, like the 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 spring rolls or like the cheeseburger rolls. Like those things are pretty good. Um, you know f- the food options aren't my area of expertise, um, so I'm sure a lot of people would have. Uh, a bunch of different choices here, but I'm going with the Nutella waffle. All right, keeping it food-related, one of our last categories here is quick service. And again, man, there were so many to choose from, and honestly, like I'm good with uh, your standard food court at the resort, quick service. There's some good ones in the parks, Casey's Corner, Cosmic Rays, Kistan's Tavern. There's a lot of different ways you could go with this one. Like, do you want sit down or do you want like an actual meal? Do you want a snack? And I went, uh, I went the snack route, the bakery route. I went with the bakery from Norway. I absolutely love that bakery. I walk in and the smell is, oh, it's heaven. The smell of that bakery is heaven. And I love so far, every every item I've gotten off that menu, I have absolutely loved. Some of my favorite things there, you know, the the Viking coffee, I love to get. That's I have to get that every single time we go to to Epcot. Every time we're walking around Short World Showcase, I love that bakery. They have a bunch of different items there to choose from. That would be my pick for the quick service. You know, I, Casey's Corner was a close second because. Well, I, I like the food there, you know, from Chicago. We obviously love our hot dogs. They got a good dog, good good fries, got the corn dog nuggets. I love just the vibes there. The old-timey baseball, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a huge baseball guy. The old-timey baseball vibes there are so great. Um, honestly, I wish it was like a bigger place that you can actually sit down and enjoy more. It feels like anytime we go there, like I have to hurry up and eat standing up you know, outside like there's never anywhere to sit. It's always crazy. Casey's Corner was was a close second for me. You know, I, I like Cosmic Rays because you can sit down and they have you know, or they used to have like the the really good toppings bar. You can get like a little, you know, get a burger and fries, the standard stuff. But like I said, like realistically, I'm good with your standard food court stuff. But to make it a little more, a little, a little more special, a little more unique, I'm gonna go with the bakery from Norway. So that takes us to our last pick, our last category here, and that is restaurant. What restaurant am I putting in my Walt Disney World Fantasy Resort, the Ultimate Resort? Now, this is a tough one because personally, you guys know my favorite restaurant of all time is ESPN Club at the Boardwalk. But I'm not putting that in there because... I'm trying to make the best park for everyone, not just for me. I think I would actually go with Boma. I love going to Disney and eating at a Disney buffet. It's it's one of those things, like, when we were growing up, like, we never went to buffets. There wasn't that many around. Maybe, like, Old Country Buffet was, like, the only one. So that so when we went to Disney and, like, every there was, you know, buffets everywhere, we would always eat at them. You know, my family was... a bigger family we love to eat um so we would always hit a buffet so i've always loved disney buffets and boma probably has the best one on property breakfast dinner you really can't go wrong i love the theming of the restaurant and honestly it's one of those places we didn't try until like a few years ago for whatever reason like we just kind of we had like our favorite places to go we had our favorite buffets and we would just kind of go to those and then you know i think maybe just seeing stuff on on twitter and instagram i was like hey let's try boma you know the menu looks good let's check it out for breakfast first and it was like instantly our favorite breakfast buffet uh, just the the chef making fresh omelets and i believe they had what did they have was it m M&M m pancakes or sweet potato pancakes they had something crazy like that uh like a little specialty little unique that was really good And, you know, the dinner buffet, too, they just have a just a wide variety. I think everyone can enjoy um, some good selections of meat, whether you're into ribs or steak. They just have a lot to choose from. It it feels I know it's a buffet, but it just kind of feels more high end. And again, I know it's, it's a buffet. It's all you can eat. You do feel like you get your money's worth. It doesn't feel like you're eating at some cheap buffet with just your standard food. You know, it feels like gourmet restaurant quality food that you just happen to you know be able to eat a lot of you know I, I was thinking about putting the wave in there the old restaurant at the contemporary um like i said espn club is my all-time favorite but i understand it wasn't for everyone you know the menu wasn't the best i tried to put my bias aside on this one and just pick what i thought was the best option that the most amount of people would enjoy. Like, that's a restaurant I would bring anybody to. Um, you know, it it's, they, whether it's breakfast or dinner, you know, they have a lot to choose from. You feel, like I, like I said, it feels like you're eating a gourmet meal, whether you go for breakfast or dinner. So Boma is my pick for restaurant. And that finishes up my roster, my fantasy draft, uh, all of my picks. So let's go through. I'm building... Uh, my ultimate Disney World theme park. Uh, in my park, I have Space Mountain, I have Haunted Mansion, I have Splash Mountain, I have the original Test Track, I have Mickey's Magic, and I have the People Mover. Uh, for a nighttime show, if you're there at night, I have Illuminations. Uh, if you're staying on property, you can stay at the Polynesian. You can get to the park using the monorail. Uh, if you're just hanging out at the resort enjoy the pool, the swan and dolphin pool. My specialty snack in the parks is the Nutella fruit waffle. My quick service restaurant is the bakery at Norway. And my regular sit down restaurant is Boma. I think that's a pretty solid, solid list. I think I did pretty well. Um, Again, to compare it to fantasy sports, like after a draft, like you always look at your roster and you're like, yeah, you know what? I I think I did pretty good. I I like my team. I don't see how I can lose. And then, you know, you you go like two and 10 or whatever, but this was a fun list to do. It is incredibly difficult to just choose one. Like if you're just choosing one attraction, one restaurant, one hotel, man is it tough because us disney people we have we have a lot of favorites it's like trying to choose your favorite movie like if someone were to ask you what's your favorite movie of all time like a lot of the times like we we have to pick like five you know because it's hard to just choose one do i choose my favorite comedy movie my favorite action movie it's like that with disney like when people ask oh what's your favorite ride it's like man like i love space mountain and thunder mountain but i also love the people mover you know and those are two completely different types of attractions you know and it's tough it's a lot of fun i do wish there was some sort of like game i could play you know sim city or roller coaster tycoon where it was all disney stuff where i could actually like mess around with it and uh, you know see how my ultimate disney world theme park would do but that wraps up this week's episode. That's all I really have for this one. Pretty fun to do. Hope you guys enjoyed it. What are some of your picks? If you're creating your your very own Walt Disney World theme park from scratch, uh, what rides are you including? What restaurants? What hotels? But you got to pick one. That's the hard part. It's tough. Trust me. It sounds easy at first, but it's actually pretty tough. There's some Disney news this week, but nothing really to do with the parks. It was more with the company in general. Um... They announced that they're buying a stake in Epic Games, which is like, I think it was like a $1.5 billion deal, uh, which is the the company that makes Fortnite and they're going to make some sort of like Disney universe in there and Avatar is going to be included. Like, I don't know what that means. It was just kind of released. I have to imagine they want to do something with gaming and getting some of their Disney properties into a, I don't know if it'll be Fortnite exactly but some sort of online game. Uh, you know, Fortnite... I, I don't know. I feel like I'm too old for Fortnite. Some of my buddies still play. I suck at it. Um, but I know it's pretty cool that you can, like, get different, like, character skins. Um, it doesn't really interest me. Again, you know, do they care what a 33-year-old 33, 33 male thinks? I don't, I don't know. Like, I see nothing of value in buying... You know, a, a character skin just to use like it doesn't change the actual gameplay. It just changes what you look like. Like in paying actual money for that, I don't know. I, I can't do, can't do that. But Disney did that deal. They're also like merging ESPN with Fox Sports and Warner Brothers to have like one huge sports streaming platform. Like that's a big deal. Like that's gonna be a big deal like like live sports is a is big money and you know disney's trying to get into that um you know they obviously own espn um but they they want to do something with streaming and then they released the trailer for moana 2 the moana sequel and a few other uh sequels and they announced when some more movies are going to be coming out so some some big news for disney uh, as a company, not really the parks. You know, I think Iger is trying to kind of restore some order. Um, their movies have been kind of flopping. and You know, I don't know if they've all been flopping, because maybe they still make money in the box office, but definitely not as much money as they used to, as, money, as much money as they thought they would, and they're not getting as good reviews. You know, just speaking, like, I'm, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Like, I've just... They've lost me completely with the Marvel stuff, and... I really hope they can turn it around. Like Deadpool three, I think is the only way they can save uh, the MCU. They, they need like a hard reboot there. Um, so be, I'm excited for that one. But uh, some big changes, I'm sure you know. We'll dive into as more info comes out. That pretty much wraps up everything I have for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. All my returning listeners, you guys are the best. Hopefully, if you were a first time listener, you'll be back for more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Disney World Today. It's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Feel free to send me a message uh, if you like the show, if you have ideas for the show, if you have ideas uh, for an episode, whether it's a top 10 list or a topic, or maybe you just want to talk about your upcoming Disney trip, all that good stuff. uh, Please hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and a review if you can. If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Enjoy the Super Bowl, Chiefs. And 49ers. I think my wife is rooting for the Chiefs because of the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. I'm just kind of over the Chiefs and Mahomes. I I don't love the 49ers. Never really loved them. Um, You know, McCaffrey's a beast. So I think I'm going to be cheering for the 49ers. So Enjoy the Super Bowl. I hope you guys have a good Super Bowl party with lots of food. If you're watching the Super Bowl at Disney World, please, please, please send me a message. I want to I hear what your plan is, where you're watching it. If you've done this before, did you have to make special reservations? Like, where can you watch the game? Like, I, I want to know all that stuff. Like, that, that intrigues me. Like, the Super Bowl is a huge deal, whether you're a football person or not. Um, so I do wonder, like, what kind of goes on around Disney. Uh, when that goes on. So, you guys have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you guys next week with a brand new episode. And always remember it all started with a mouse.